0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book Six, The Cabin Boy's Secret by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter Five, The Way Through the Desert. Hector and Zelly looked at the brothers in horror. The spider monkeys were shrieking a warning and one of the spy periscopes had emerged from the water and turned its mechanical eye towards the shore. This was a signal from the water which meant that something was indeed moving upriver towards them. We'd better not set off in the boat until whoever it is has gone, said Danilo. Let's wait here. We must not be seen. Absolute silence to avoid detection, ordered Gordius. But Zelly wasn't listening. She was standing, stock still, a look of horror on her face. What is it, Zellie? Gordius asked urgently. It's the Countess Rosina, Zellie gasped. She's with the group. Oh, I hope she's distracted and doesn't sense my presence. I must meditate to stop her mind probes from affecting me. What is she talking about?" asked Danilo, looking at Hector for an explanation. The Countess breaks into people's minds and then makes them do as she says. It's like putting them in a trance, said Hector. Zelie's face tightened with concentration as she fought to block off her mind. Her powers are amazing, Hector thought. Fortunately, the Countess was indeed distracted. Her husband, Count Zuto, was arguing with her. As they rode past, Hector and Zellie could hear them. "'Rosina, just let them go,' the Count was saying wearily. "'They've escaped anyway. Why waste our time searching for them? "'They're only children, after all. "'And if you won't listen to me, think of your sons, Tegel and Gergo. "'King Lucio will retaliate if we pursue Hector and Zellie and recapture them.' No, came the Countess Rosina's low, cold voice in reply, oozing menace. I will never give in. We will find them. And with a splash of oars, they passed out of sight. Zelie and Hector looked at one another. Strange that Count Zuto's trying to get her to leave us alone when he was so nasty to us before, said Hector. He's always nasty, agreed Zelly. but that's interesting. He could be a weak link, though if you knew him as well as I do, you wouldn't trust him. Hector nodded. Anyway, I'm glad they were arguing. It helped keep us hidden. Come on, let's move while we can, said Danilo. They launched the boat into the river and all clambered aboard, Anna keeping a sharp lookout from above. You must be sad to leave your home, said Zelly to Danilo and Gordius. It's happened before, sighed Danilo. We hope this time we can return soon. What will be, will be, said Gordius fatalistically. Silence fell as the boat moved through the deep green water. Show. Gordius's voice broke the hush. We follow this route until we come to a tributary or smaller river, and then we can make our way overland. Zali and Hector listened intently. Stone Town is built in the desert out of the local stone; hence the name, said Danilo. It's surrounded by sand dunes as far as the eye can see. The town was built in that particular spot as there's a wasp there. What does wasp mean? Asked Hector water source at surface. You cannot live without water and whilst the desert is majestic it's also dangerous as there'll be no water on the journey. That's why we've brought so much with us. The desert is mostly barren and the wind whips the sand into strange shapes. It's eerie but amazing to see. Our water will need to last us until we get to Stonetown where we can restock our supplies. What's Stonetown like? asked Sally curiously. Well, the town itself is a citadel. It's walled to protect it from the sandstorms and raiders. It's been attacked many times before. Silence fell again, each member of the group conjuring up an image of mountainous sand dunes, blistering heat, and the walls of a mysterious citadel reaching up into the bright blue sky. Their boat continued to take them along the main stretch of the great river until suddenly Danilo turned it to the right and they entered a small stream. It was almost invisible to the eye as there were so many trees hiding it. As they moved down it, they saw that it was choked with water lilies. It almost looks pretty, thought Zelly, if you didn't know what lay beneath. She shuddered as she thought of all the jungle creatures that were hidden. Anything could be lying in wait under the tranquil beauty of the floating flowers. Once their boat entered the tributary, Danilo relaxed. The water lilies closed back over their route, leaving no sign of their passage. We're safe now. They don't know this route. We have a house here by the side of the river with a stable as we'll need the horses for the next part of the journey. Horses? Good, said Sally, who loved to ride. Can you ride Hector? she asked. No, he replied, grinning. Never needed to. I've spent all my life at sea. Well, you'll soon learn, smiled Gordius reassuringly. After all, you can't walk the whole way. They were approaching a wooden dock, half hidden by curtains of jungle creepers. "'Is Robo our groom?' said Danilo, holding up his hand in greeting to a grizzled old man who saluted them silently and helped them to saddle up, wasting no time. "'Let's go,' said Gordius. "'Hector, how is it?' asked Zellie after a few minutes, watching her friend shift uncomfortably in his saddle. Uh, "'A bit hard, but I'll get the hang of it,' he replied, holding on to the reins tightly." "'I'm so glad we're leaving the jungle behind,' said Zelly as they rode off. Gradually, the dense jungle foliage started to thin out and the air grew hotter. The ground became rockier and dustier as they rode, and, all of a sudden, there were no longer any trees at all, just the sandy expanse of the desert stretching before them as far as the eye could see. It almost looked like an orange sea.' "'Zelly thought, with sandy waves undulating under a blue sky. "'It was beautiful, in an unearthly, desolate way, "'but it didn't feel especially friendly. "'What are the dangers in the desert we need to look out for?' "'Hector asked Danilo. Scorpions and snakes mostly, but we're riding, so we'll be fine,' he replied. "'Don't touch any of the spiky plants, though,' They have very sharp spines and are poisonous. The children nodded. I've seen snakes before, lots of times, said Hector, but what are scorpions? They're insects with a curved tail which has a stinger on the end. Their stings can be deadly, so be very careful. Always shake out your clothes and shoes before you put them on, advised Gordius. Hector and Zelly nodded they did not like the sound of those scorpions one little bit. ''See the rock up ahead?'' said Danilo, pointing to a sheer sand-coloured rock in the distance. ''We'll stop there this evening.'' ''Are you sure?'' asked Sally, gazing up at it. ''It seems very close. Surely we can go further than that today?'' Gordius smiled. ''It's actually a long way from here. Distances are deceptive in the desert. How are you both feeling?'' Fine, said Zelie. I'm enjoying being in a new place. Yes, the desert is amazing, agreed Hector. It's like a sea, but all you can see is sand, not water. That's exactly what I was thinking, exclaimed Zelie, and they grinned at one another. It was now very hot, and even with cloaks to shield them from the sun, they felt dazzled by the rays. The sand was indeed like a sea surrounding them in all directions, and the sun beat down unmercifully. There were few landmarks, apart from the rock, which felt further and further away the longer they rode. It was like nowhere Zelie or Hector had ever been. What amazed them most was the silence. It was absolute, and like nothing they'd ever known. "'Be careful not to talk loudly,' warned Gordius.' Sound travels a very long way in the desert. Eventually, the sun began to sink in the west like a gigantic orange ball and shadows began to fall. As the sky grew dark, it became cooler. They were very tired when they finally stopped for the night. They set up camp in a rocky area where there was a sleeping platform as it was best to be off the ground. The horses were fed, watered and brushed down. You can feel the heat coming off the rocks, exclaimed Hector, holding his hand a few centimetres off the ground. Yeah, it's best not to touch them until it's much cooler, grinned Danilo. The food was basic, hunks of bread and cheese with fruit, but it was very welcome after their punishing ride in the sun. It's a good job we have all we need, said Zelly, looking around at the barren rocky horizon. There's nothing that grows here at all. It's strange that it's so silent, said Hector. No sound of waves, which is what I'm used to. Me too, replied Zélie, and the sound of the wind rustling through the palm tree leaves. You're right. The silence is creepy. It will be cold tonight, so wrap the cloaks round you tightly, said Gordius with a yawn. Why does it get cold after being so hot? asked a puzzled Zélie. "'There are no clouds here, so the heat escapes into the atmosphere very quickly,' explained Danilo. "'Did you notice that the sky was clear all day?' "'Yes,' nodded Zelly. "'but I didn't realise what it meant.' "'Sure enough, they were glad of their cloaks as soon as it became cold, "'another thing neither Zelly nor Hector were used to.' "'Look at all the stars,' said Hector, lying back and gazing at the velvety night sky.' It's like being on the ship at night. With no towns nearby, there was no light pollution, so the stars were amazing. They felt nearer to the earth somehow. They look like jewels that someone has scattered across the sky, sighed Zelly." Look out for the Southern Cross, said Hector. There! He pointed at a group of bright stars which formed a cross shape in the sky That's what we use for navigation aboard the Golden Ram. Right, time to have a kip, said Gordius firmly. We've another day's hard riding ahead of us tomorrow. Yawning, Zelly and Hector snuggled down under their cloaks and fell asleep. The next day they were up before dawn to make the most of the cooler air. They got going immediately and continued travelling through the desert as before... But Zelly noticed that Danilo seemed preoccupied. "'Is everything all right, Danilo?' she asked. He looked at her. "'Not really,' he replied. "'To be honest, I'm worried. "'I think there'll be a storm soon.' "'I thought there was no water,' said Hector. "'There isn't,' said Gordius grimly. "'It'll be a sandstorm.' "'That doesn't sound good,' said Zelly, "'looking up at the clear blue sky.' It's not, and the horses hate it, said Danilo. He pointed to a spot in the distance. We'd better make for those rocks and hope there's some caves for shelter. Quickly now, these storms come out of nowhere, but when they do, they're dangerous. Zelly and Hector spurred their horses on, glancing around them for signs of the approaching storm. Now they looked, they could see that the sand was moving slightly, starting to form whirls. The brothers had noticed this too. Hurry, cried Gordius, and they started to canter to cover the last few metres to the rocks. The wind had suddenly picked up and was starting to whip the sand up all around them, obscuring their vision and stinging their skin. The horses whinnied in fear. They were almost at the rocks. Would they get there in time? Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 6, Stone Town. If you're loving the podcast, why not leave us a review or even donate to help us keep making new episodes. See you next time.